Hello, it's Sarah here, and welcome to the Rise Priestess podcast. This is a podcast for healers and leaders, the potent priestesses, witches, activists, and Aquarians of the world who are here to contribute to the liberation of people and the healing of our planet. I'm your host, Dr. Sarah Coxon. I'm an archaeologist turned author, priestess, healer, inner alchemy witch, business strategist, and regenerative guide. I'm here to help you heal from stress and hustle, bring forth your most potent medicine into the world, and increase your capacity to receive everything you need to flourish and thrive. Because your expansion is a gift to the world. I'm so glad to welcome you here, and I'm excited to dive into today's episode. So this episode is a fleshed out and much more nuanced version of a social media post that I shared called why I left the the cult, I can't even say it, the cult of money worship. Um, this post got a lot of traction, you all had things to say, and I thought, right, great, let's do an episode on this. And my intention with this podcast episode is to just candidly share my experiences with a little bit more detail. Um, and how I see that the money cult in the online space is actually creating harm and suffering. Um, there are people, I'm not gonna mention their names, I would love to mention their names, I really, really would. There are people that I've bought from, the people that I'm speaking about I have bought from, although thankfully I didn't invest in a way that really fucked me over. I managed to like really pull back from all of this crap way before it got to that point. And I would love to name them but I'm not going to because um, I know one person in particular allegedly has been scrubbing the internet clean and threatening people with legal action and I just don't want that drama in my life Um, but I will say that if you are desperate to know the types of people the people in particular that I'm talking about you can always send me a message um, or an email or something like that and I'll just share a few names but to be honest Better than me giving you names, I encourage you to trust the wisdom of your own body, which is to be discerning and recognize that if something feels off, it probably is. And if something sounds too good to be true, it probably is. And I think it's also important to recognize that, you know, the people, harm isn't just created um when it comes to the people who actually pay them for their services and don't get what they want. Like that's one kind of harm, right? But, you know, it's also, um, isn't just a manipulating people to pay thousands for their programs, but also in the culture in general, which extends to their thousands of followers. You know, when we are following these people and putting them on pedestals and thinking that everything they say is completely foolproof and gospel, Um, we're being conditioned and that conditioning can actually be really really harmful for our mental health so it's not just I'm not just sharing this to be like don't pay them I'm also sharing this to be like don't pay them (laughs) get yourself a much better coach Um, and be wary of the rhetoric be wary of the narratives that they are pushing and peddling And I also don't want this to be an episode where I just moan, moan, moan about like, you know, a bunch of rich, allegedly rich coaches or anything like that. Um, Because I, you know, that annoys me as well. I'm like, yeah, okay, we have to call them out. But, you know, 
and <laughs> um, you know I want to share with you some things that I've done that have helped me and hook from all of this without abandoning coaching because I know that really good coaching changes lives I can say that because I have experienced it much better than a lot of therapists that I've worked with and I have facilitated it and I, I think it's really sad when people call out these horrible manipulative tactics in the coaching industry but then bash all coaches or leave the industry altogether and I get it I really really do makes total sense um but I also think this is also harmful because it might be stopping people from getting the right kind of support and this whole blanket like don't hire a coach hire a therapist there are some things that a therapist will never be able to do with you and they're very different um they're a different set of skills and so yeah you hire that coach but you just make sure that um a they know what they're doing they're good at what they do and b they're not manipulating you into charging loads and loads and loads and loads of money for for something that is not going to ultimately benefit you so the truth is i'm just going to say it that the online personal development space and coaching industry completely messed up my relationship with money for a while and I didn't even realize it and actually for a while I even became part of the problem I wasn't as deeply entrenched as others but some of my behavior and rhetoric was problematic um, and I will explain more later anyway I want to take you back a few years so it was early 2020 pandemic had just started nobody knew what the fuck was going on and I had a house I needed to secure a mortgage for um, I needed to secure it within the next few months or we would lose our home and a lot of money we I don't want to go into details but we were we would have been royally fucked um, and everyone was talking about an imminent recession and I was obviously very scared I was anxious and I was in a state of survival my business was already doing fairly well but it was in the first few years, it still felt like a fluke, and I was really worried it was all going to come crashing down. I didn't feel like I had a strong enough foundation. And so I was lying in bed at night, worrying about it. I was in survival, and I was just too scared to admit it. Um, I, you know, I needed to make this work. And so when business coach after business coach showed up on my social media feed, telling me how they were still making a shit ton of money despite global events, I was listening <laughs> I was listening and I didn't want to make lots of money I simply wanted to make sure that I was able to make enough consistently to secure the mortgage um, what I didn't realize is that I didn't actually at that time need those coaches or their their advice or their hype I had I didn't realize this I had already established enough credibility and it was all going to work out but it didn't feel that way. And so I consumed all their content, thinking that that was what I needed to do. I needed to look up to these coaches who are making a lot of money. They must be doing something right. And by the summer of 2020, we had secured the mortgage and we'd managed to pay off um, some of the house as well. And it all just worked out. And the money we're talking here is literally peanuts in comparison to what some of these coaches make or say they make, but it was a lot for me. And towards the end of 2020, something started to feel very off about the message of these coaches. 
you know, I was in a situation where I had enough, so I wasn't in that scarcity and that survival anymore. I had a home, I had a good income, I had good work. And so their message of more, more, more wasn't really doing it for me anymore now that I wasn't in a state of survival. And this is the time when I started going deeper into permaculture and understanding systemic things and how systems affect people and really seeing my work as, you know, more than just um, that kind of businessy, coachy, gumpf. Sorry if you're a business coach, maybe like, but I think you probably know what I mean. But the thing was the damage had already been done actually. And I started to unconsciously think that it was perfectly normal for someone to earn 100K a month and that it was actually something to aspire to in order to be someone. And this really, like this whole thing irks the high achiever in me. So that was where I was getting triggered as well. Like I like to do things well. I like to um, master things. I like to I like to be the best, right? And so being the best as a business owner means to be the CEO of a of a, you know, a multi-million whatever dollar company. Um and so that's where I got hooked in as well. And I I was led to believe that if I wanted to be part of the Cool Kids Club, I had to pay to be in their spaces and learn their marketing methods. And I learned that my value as a coach and as a person and that my success was less because I was earning far, 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 far less than them. But here's what I did not realize. I didn't realize that only a very small percentage of coaches ever hit this kind of revenue. So it's certainly not the norm. And that these coaches always showcase their best clients, but it's usually just one or two. And then they just regurgitate the same testimonials again and again. They never share about the ones who don't make millions, which is usually 99.9% of their clients. What I also didn't realize was that these coaches often do so because they already had huge audiences that they'd built before coming into online business, or they move from fitness they were a fitness influencer and they did fitness coaching and then they moved into business coaching or whatever so there's they usually have an asset like an audience or a community already what i also didn't realize was that many not all but many of these types of business um owners they do so they they make the, their millions through exploitation extraction, overinflated pricing, and MLM-style predatory tactics. And I also didn't realize that revenue and profit are not the same thing, and sometimes coaches barely break even because of team costs, ad costs, coaching costs, and taxes. I have heard stories of people who have had mega million dollar launches who have then got their tax bill at the end of it and nearly gone bankrupt. So anyway, because of all this toxic propaganda, I had momentarily lost touch with reality. I had lost touch with reality of billions of people around the world, and I'd lost touch of a reality with people in my own community here. A reality where the cost of living and therefore financial needs differ greatly depending on where you are, who you are, what you already have, and blah, blah, blah. Um, A reality where spiritual feminist ideology that says the answer to gender inequality is for all women to become millionaires is unsubstantiated bs 
because capitalism doesn't work that way. If you want to be rich, someone else has to be poor. That's how capitalism works. Look at Jeff Bezos. You know, capitalism is the ultimate pyramid scheme. And a reality where the alpha feminists and the girl bosses of the industry have made their millions by promising you, I don't know, a quantum year or whatever it is, but all they ever do is share codes that are just fluffy bullshit stories and only ever really teach you how to funnel money up to the top of the pyramid. And actually many of their clients end up in debt, right? And they don't even talk about it. So yeah, I'm on my soapbox right now, but you know, this is the part where I I say that I do want women and other marginalized folks who have been hurt by the imperial colonial patriarchy to have access to all the resources they need and more. You know, we all deserve safety. We all deserve freedom. We all deserve choice and dignity. So this is not about rejecting money. It's just about rejecting greed. And it's rejecting this idea that you are nobody unless you are earning X amount of money. And then that bar just keeps going higher and higher and higher. I remember when I first started coaching, it was like 10K months, right? That was like what everyone wanted. Now it's 100K. What, what's it gonna be next? And when will it ever be fucking enough, right? So what's happening in the coaching industry is simply a mirror for what sucks about capitalism. That money gets funneled to the top and people at the bottom of the pyramid are left believing that they too can make it to the top if they just work hard enough and if they just invest in this ideology or this mentor or whatever. Not realizing that in order to be at the top, they have to have people below them funneling money up to them. And there will always be people at the bottom. That's how capitalism works. And it's just so messed up that this idea of spirituality and capitalism have become conflated. And I made the mistake of getting sucked up in this. And I made the mistake of teaching things I don't believe anymore. And I also made the mistake of scaling offers thinking that I had to, but actually by scaling it, I diluted the potency and I'm going to be talking about that in later um, episodes. So I know that there are people out there who argue that you can scale a program and still facilitate incredible client results. And maybe you can scale it up to a point, but that point is not as like high as you think it is. You can't scale a program as much as you think you can and still facilitate the same kind of results. Or at least that's been my experience. I know that I need to have a relationship with my clients. I know that intimacy, witnessing and validation is just as important, if not more important and transformative than information. And no one really speaks of this, but I do think that those who are earning more through infinitely scaling their programs are actually not having the impact they think they are. They always talk about income and impact and I definitely use that kind of rhetoric um, because I didn't know any better, but it's bullshit. The potency gets diluted and I would much rather work with someone who's working with only a handful of clients than someone who is working with lots of people in a group program. And there are these group programs out there that cost as much as it would cost you to actually work with a really good coach one-on-one. It's ludicrous. 
So getting off my soapbox now, I wanna share with you some things that I have done that have really helped me in my unhooking from all of this fuckery. So the first thing is that I haven't followed (laughs) all of these damn coaches. Like seriously, I was hooked. I was hooked. There was a dopamine hit that I had every time that I consumed their content. Um, Unfollowing them has felt incredibly freeing and I just feel like, oh, what do I feel like? Free, free, free from all that bullshit. Um, Also having an awareness of what people earn outside of the coaching industry has really, really helped. Um, When I recognized that uh, I was earning as much as some lawyers do, it really, really helped me put everything in perspective. It made me kind of realize where I was on the pecking order, because I think unconsciously this is what we do, even if we don't want to admit it. You know, we're always like, where where am I in the pecking order? And that was really good to recognize like, oh, okay, I'm earning as much as some lawyers do and I'm not, I'm not working nearly the same amount of hours. Um, and it just felt good. It was like, okay, I really have nothing to prove when you have it in wider perspective. When you feel like you have, when it's just in the coaching industry, like I, I'm actually unsuccessful by their metrics. And it's like, oh, fuck off. Like, do you know what I mean? Um, what else helped me unhook from this fuckery? Having an awareness of my needs and building my pricing around that. So my needs for finances, my need for time, my need for spaciousness, my need for flexibility. And my pricing is now always based on my needs and my capacity, not my desires. My desires are secondary. True desires, I think there's a lot of nuance to this conversation. True desires aren't bad. Like there's a like a desire that my um authentic self has to express herself and she needs to express herself in a certain way um and that might require money great like true desires aren't bad but desires that have been given to us as a must have like this is what you must aspire to and it might not even be like really in like it might not be in coherence with who we really are they can lead us astray so if we are like oh, we want to have six figure months or we want to build a million dollar business um because that's because why not like that doesn't that's just bullshit really um and that will lead us it's only ever going to lead us into trouble maybe not immediately but later on so my prices are reasonable they're in alignment with my skills my experience i have many years of experience now and my needs and they still might be out of reach for many, but they aren't inflated or absolutely inserted, right? They are fair for me and they are fair for others. And it is okay to charge premium, decent prices with consenting others. There's a difference between that and then like this hyperinflated, like, you know, I'm gonna spend a hundred thousand to work with this coach. I mean, I don't I don't get it (laughs) I really don't get it I think that's especially some of the stories I hear about people who have invested that kind of money with coaches with business coaches and what they actually get for it oh it doesn't make any sense so yes um yeah so my prices are fair and I really intend to keep it that way so 
what else has helped me? Oh, a book. A book that literally spoke to my soul and has helped me unhook so much is a book called Sacred Economics by Charles Eisenstein. I picked this book up whilst I was doing my permaculture design certificate last year in Sintra and the title grabbed me and as soon as I started reading I was crying tears of recognition. So I absolutely definitely recommend this book. It will make you think about things in completely different ways and it really turns the whole money cult thing on its head. It's brilliant. And then the final thing that's really helped me is getting outside in nature more without my phone. It is so hard to think about 10k, like not 10k, 100k months or like I'm gonna build this big fempire. It's so difficult to think, to believe that that is important when you are watching a sunset or you're surrounded by a forest or you're like, you know, with the ocean or whatever, like that stuff doesn't exist. At least for me, that stuff can could never, doesn't exist in my life anyway, but it could never exist in those kind of contexts. So that's what I have to say about leaving the cult of money worship. Um, I'm curious as to if this spoke to you um, and, you know, what your experiences have been. Um, feel free to send me a message as well. Um, you can send it to me on Instagram. I may not pick up uh if you're listening to this close to recording or like to publication, I might not pick up your Instagram message because I'm currently off Instagram, but you can always send me an email, um, sarah at drsarahcoxon.com and just let me know what your thoughts are or share this, share this episode, share it with friends, share it on your socials. I really believe that we need to have more candid conversations around this. Um, And if you think that this will help somebody to unhook from things that are creating them, like creating a lot of stress and harm, then definitely share away. And thanks in advance for doing that. And if you're looking for deep, intimate support next year, and you wanna work with someone who is gonna see you, um, and who's gonna really help you thrive, then, hello, <laughs> no, I'm not kidding, but you can, you can check out what my work is all about by going to bit.ly forward slash inner work with Sarah the link is also in the show notes and you can just read a little bit more about the kind of work that I do the kind of clients that I work with the kind of things that I can help um, them with and yeah if you want to explore you can always hit apply all right then my loves well thank you for being with me today I'm sending you so much love I'm grateful for the fact that you're still listening and I'll speak to you soon Thank you so much for tuning in to the Rise Priestess podcast. And I'd love to invite you to consider perhaps sharing this episode on your social media stories to spread the word. There is way more goodness where this came from. If you'd like to go deeper with my work and receive free exclusive monthly inspiration, contemplations and practices that I don't share anywhere else, then you can sign up for the Regenerate newsletter by heading over to drsarahcoxon.com and following the link. See you over there and thanks for tuning in.